Hey, it's Mark here with another episode of TechSess, and this week we are sticking with the cybersecurity theme. I know a lot of our podcast episodes have been about cybersecurity recently, but just when I was going to be moving on to something else, Tesco pop up with a big cyber attack against their online services. So we're going to talk about what's happened there. We're going to explore this a little bit, and then we're going to see what lessons we can learn from that and how that can be applied to your small or medium-sized business. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. What happened to Tesco? Well, basically their website and their mobile app suffered an outage, um, which started on Saturday, just over the weekend there, and it prevented customers from ordering or cancelling deliveries until Sunday evening. Now, Tesco have made a statement and they said that an attempt was made to interfere with our systems, which caused problems with the search function on the site. They go on to say that our groceries website and app are back up and running. To help us manage the high volume, we're temporarily using a virtual waiting room. We're really sorry for any inconvenience and we thank you for your patience. Now, like many other cyber attacks that make the news, Tesco came out and said that there was no reason to believe that the attempted interference impacted customer data. So, so far, as far as Tesco are aware at the moment, they are not aware of any customer data being either accessed, copied, breached, leaked or anything like that. So, so far, you know, there's no impact to their customers other than the inconvenience of not being able to make orders. However, we have seen this kind of behavior plenty of times before where a cyber attack makes the news and of course the company say, well, we have no reason to believe that any bad stuff's happened yet. However, we'll keep an eye. That's probably what's going on here and it's probably been some PR spin put on this to try and play down what's actually happened here, okay? But, you know, the impact of Tesco has been pretty big. I mean, this is only, what, two days of not being able to kind of process any orders online. And they say that they take about 1.3 million orders per week, which accounts for about 15% of its UK sales. So, I mean, it's a significant amount of money that Tesco have not been able to take orders on. One slightly funny thing to come out of this was I read that a customer in Wales actually got a delivery of 120 cans of Pepsi Max instead of her actual grocery delivery. So, I mean, that's quite funny, but it kind of doesn't you know, hide away from the fact that this has been a pretty serious impact on someone like Tesco. So I think the first thing to highlight here, and probably it could be a lasting effect, I guess, is that... The minute their customers couldn't place any orders online with Tesco, what did they do? They went to Asda. So the customer loyalty there, I mean, you think about your business. I mean, if your customers can't get the service or the product or whatever it is from you that they want, they'll very, very quickly just go to another provider and get it. You know, the loyalty is not there anymore, especially if you're selling something that can be easily sourced elsewhere. You know, if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you are the only provider or you're the only person that makes the thing that you make or delivers the service that you deliver, especially if your customer base is very local and they can't easily get it from somewhere else, then you're probably in a very fortunate and a minority position in that, you know, your customers will stay loyal to you and they'll just have to wait until you can come back and deliver, you know, the service or product to them, right? But I think for most businesses, you know, we aren't in that position. And the minute you can't provide that to your customers, they will find someone else to provide it. 
this whole kind of rose-tinted spectacle thing of, yeah, our customers are really loyal and our customers all stick by us and things. It's like, you know, forget that. It's not true. You know, customers will drop you in a heartbeat if they can't get what they want from you. It's as simple as that. And it's just the reality. This isn't the first time that Tesco have actually been in the news for a cyber incident. Back in 2016, the Tesco Bank was fined over £16 million by the UK's Financial Conduct Authority over an incident in which cyber attackers stole £2.26 million from 9,000 customers. The FCA found multiple flaws in the design of its debit card system. For example, Tesco Bank inadvertently issued debit cards with sequential primary account numbers. The company was also criticised for its slow response to the fraudulent transaction. And not just that, but only just last year, Tesco had to reissue 600,000 club card cards to its members after they discovered a security issue that allowed attackers to use credentials from other platforms on its own website to redeem vouchers. And this is an, a, a common attack known as password spraying, where lists of commonly used passwords are used to gain access to other unrelated accounts. If you remember back to a couple of weeks back when I was speaking to Amelia Perro from ID Agent, we were talking about dark web monitoring and making sure that you are monitoring for breached business credentials in the dark web so that any passwords that are breached are used to gain access to other accounts. This is kind of similar in that attackers will use like the most commonly used passwords that a lot of people will use. And remember, they don't need a lot of success, right? They only need to get a few hits. You know, humans are pretty predictable. So there are people out there who will be using the common like, you know, password one, two, three, four, five, six kind of stuff, right? And they'll get access to that. And recently, the FBI in the US has actually uh, issued a warning that the food and agriculture sector is increasingly becoming the focus of ransomware attacks because they are threatening to disrupt the food supply chain. We know already that the deliveries, the HGV, the lorry drivers, there's a shortage there. And you know we've already seen here in the UK some local shops have shortages and empty shelves because they just can't get stuff here. So, you know, if cyber criminals are focusing on this industry, it's only going to cause, you know, more and more problems. You may or may not remember or may or may not know about the attack on the meatpacking business, JBS, over in the States, which caused a huge disruption to the supply of, you know, fresh meat in the United States. And JBS actually had to pay the attackers $11 million to restore access to their encrypted data. So that was a ransomware attack. And, you know, this kind of stuff is, is not going away. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this in this episode is that the point I really wanted to make here is that this is not just, you know, big companies. This is not just Tesco's and, you know, big global businesses like JBS and the big boys, right? This is happening to small, medium-sized businesses all around you all the time. The reason you don't hear about it is because, of course, like if it happened to your business, you wouldn't really want this to become public, right? I mean, why would you? You know, if you can prevent this from becoming public knowledge and just deal with it, that's what you'd want to do, right? You know, you don't want your customers to think that there's been a problem or potential data breach, you know, unless there has been, of course, in which case, you know, you will have to reach out and notify them, you know, as per the requirements from ICO and things. But, you know, most of these things don't actually get talked about, you know, it flies under the radar, right? And it's quite frustrating. It's frustrating for myself and other businesses in this industry that we can't really talk about the majority of what goes on. And 
you know, I spoke to someone a while back and I kind of said, you know, cybersecurity is kind of like where, you know, mental health was, you know, a number of years ago, right? Where, you know, people were encouraging more people, you know, more men to come out and talk about mental health issues and things. And now it can't go online without someone posting a story about their journey with mental health, their problems with mental health and things, and people getting offer them support. And it's really welcome that people come out and talk about those things. You know, it's okay not to be okay in things. And it kind of feels to me like cybersecurity and cyber attacks and small businesses are kind of in that situation that we were in a few years back where it's almost like shameful to talk about it, right? I mean, if you're a business owner and a cyber attack happens, it's pretty much seen as being your fault, right? It's your business. Why did you let this happen? Why did you not put things in place to protect against this? Why weren't you doing phishing simulation and giving your end users some sort of security awareness training? Why didn't you not have an email security system? Why do you not have multi-factor authentication turned on and Office 365? All these questions start to get asked at you. It's your business. Why do you not, you know, protect people? So, you know, I completely understand why the average small, medium-sized business does not want to talk about this and doesn't want it to become public. So unfortunately, I've got loads of stories I could tell, but unfortunately I can't because they are, have to remain, you know, private or at least anonymized to protect the businesses that have been affected. You know, I think until business owners are prepared to stand up and say, look, yeah, this is what happened to us. You know, and I'm going to tell the story because I want other business owners to actually sit up, take note and actually learn from this. I think until that starts to become a more common practice, cybersecurity ransomware is still going to become this thing where many business owners just look at the news like right now with Tesco and say, hey, that's cool. It happens to big companies at Tesco's, but I don't see it happening to me. And it's not that it's not happening. There's just no one talking about it. That's why you can't see it. Believe me, it is very real and it is happening. And I believe the statistics are something like, it's like 60 odd percent now of businesses, you know, have suffered some sort of cyber attack in the last year. So if you haven't, and you've probably just been very lucky, then the chances of something happening in your business in the next 12 months is pretty high. So it's really on you as the decision maker, business owner, if you're in a slightly larger business and you're the IT manager, I mean, if you know that you're not really being proactive and doing things to prevent and not just prevent cyber attacks, prevent preventable cyber attacks, right? And of course, we can't prevent everything. No systems are 100% effective, right? But what I see time and time again in the majority of cyber incidents, the actual cause of the attack was something that could have been easily prevented. And that's the really frustrating thing when you're in the cybersecurity game to see businesses on their knees crippled by a severe ransomware attack or a data loss and to think that had that business owner just been a little bit more proactive and actually sat down and had a conversation with a proper cybersecurity company and put a few key services in place, the likelihood is they would have prevented that bad thing from happening and happens all the time. And ultimately, you know, that's why we're here, but we do actually need to get, you know, more discussions happening around this with business owners. And, you know, I will absolutely do my best on this show to try and get some business owners of businesses that have had a cyber attack or a ransomware incident to come on this show and actually talk about this. Um, I know it's not going to be easy. I know they'll take a fair bit of convincing to do that, but I really think it will go a long way to help solve the problem as to why small businesses aren't doing something about this. So just to recap then on this episode, the things that we want to take away from this are, one, 
this does not just happen to big companies like Tesco, okay? Yes, it's the big companies that make the news, but it very much affects more small and medium-sized businesses than it does big businesses, okay? The second thing to take away is if something does happen to you and you cannot process orders or you cannot make your widgets or do whatever it is your business does, your customers will find an alternative supplier instantly. And number three is the thing to understand with majority of these cyber attacks is they're very easily preventable. Now in Tesco's incident, okay, their software and their app was attacked. Now we're not sure exactly what's going on yet because it's still too early, but some sort of denial of service attack or something like that. They just say that someone was interfering with their systems. So that could be a bit more sophisticated attack going on there, right? But Believe me, in most small, medium-sized businesses, it's something basic like a phishing email, a user clicking on something, a breached password that was already known to be breached, but the company didn't have any dark web monitoring, or it was a very weak or commonly used password that was being used by one of your members of staff, along with, you know, not having multi-factor authentication enabled. You know, it's a combination of a few basic things that led to the attack. It's not sophisticated. It's not highly targeted at your business. It's just common phishing attacks out there in the wild that happen to come into one of your users inbox and a human being gets tricked into doing something that they shouldn't have done. That's as simple as most cyber attacks are. It's no different to really just, you know, strapping your seatbelt on when you jump in your car, right? You know, you do it because it's there, it's easy to do. And you know, if you have an accident, likelihood is it's going to go some way to saving your life or reduce your risk of a serious injury, right? And that's what a lot of cybersecurity prevention is. So take those things away, do something about it before it's too late. Speak to someone. If you've got an IT provider in place already, have a chat with them. If they're not the guys to speak to, if they're not that hot on cybersecurity, find someone else reach out to myself if you want to have a chat about cybersecurity. please get in touch with me i'm very easy to find my linkedin profile is public even if we're not connected just i urge you to take action before something bad happens in your business okay so take those things away have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode Oh, and before I forget, if you're not already subscribed to TechSess, please remember to do that on your favourite place to listen to your podcasts. Thanks. TechSess is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.